the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. It is time for the Larry Rosenthal Show. And as always at this time, every Saturday morning, here he is, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Chris, and how are you today? I'm doing very, very well. Saturday morning, a beautiful day to be on the air with you, and a big, big announcement this morning as well, right? Yes, sir, we do, and you're looking pretty good for it, too. Well, thank you. I dressed up. (laughs) Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, you know, Chris, we've been doing this show for quite a number of years now, haven't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. When did we start? 2000 and something? Early? Early 2004-ish or somewhere somewhere in that area. Yep, yep. And I've been been on WAVA for many, many years, many, many listeners, and and, uh, trying to, you know, teach people biblical perspective on financial planning, you know, the difference between God's economy and man's economy. And today we're actually being simulcast for the first time, and we'll continue to do this nationwide on Sirius XM channel 131 family talk oh that's awesome so yes so you know not only welcome uh back all of our wava listeners and first-time listeners on wava but across the nation border to border as you like to say chris you were teasing all week long about this right yeah i'm big on this coast to coast and sea to signing sea stuff you know i know i know so you know praise the lord what a what a what a what a uh you know pretty interesting thing to 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 do now so we're going to be on family talk live and we're on there right now xm 131 uh, so, yeah, so, so you know, let's just sort of play out the program here as, as to the outline of, of what we do here for, for our new listeners and new listeners to WAVA as well and sort of a little quick refresh to, to our existing listeners. Um, you know, we've been doing this show for, for many, many years. It's a live call-in, biblically-based financial planning talk show, and, and we sort of help unpack the differences between man's economy and God's economy. And here's sort of the premise of it all is, is you know, God has given us these abilities and these assets uh, to, 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 to grow with, you know, to, to, you know, we have to go to work and, and produce savings accounts and, and things like that for college funding and retirement planning and, and everything in between all of that, right? But the challenge is, is placing these assets into man's tools. The different, what are the differences between Roth IRAs and traditional IRAs, a 401k plan versus an ESOP plan, an annuity versus a bond, mutual funds, college funding, estate planning, retirement planning, all types of investments we cover on this show. It's kind of like uh, learning a new language, too. If you, 
It really is. You know, most most people uh, most people inve- understand and invest in basic mutual funds and ETFs. But what are the purposes, the pros and cons of all of that? So that's sort of the challenge that we've 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 been tackling for for you know, fifteen some years now is, is almost is you know what is the differences in in the the tools that we have to place our our assets in that the Lord has given us. And so you know, I want to open up the phone lines to anyone who wants to give us a ring across the nation eight five five. Rose one two three. That's give us a call at eight five five seven six seven three one two three. Again, eight five five seven six seven three one two three to reach me live here in the studio with any of your financial planning or investment questions at all. Um, so that's sort of the basic breakdown of of the show. Very excited here to 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 be going on on XM one thirty one and as as well as being you know still the the privilege of of uh, broadcasting on WAVA simulcast at the same time. Uh, so here in the nation's capital, mm-hmm. it's awesome. It's exciting. Very good. Yes. You know, so, I've just realized I, that uh, in my hometown where I graduated from high school, there's actually 32 people at least listening this morning. So, that's, well, I'm I'm glad to hear that, Chris. That, yeah. that's always a good thing, right? It's in Wyoming yeah. of all places, believe it or not. <laughs> so, I think there are more than 32 in the city. You're from though. Wyoming. Well, yeah. I graduated from high school in Wyoming. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I would say I'm from there anymore. It's been so many years, but I did graduate from there. Small town. That's yeah. that's what America and, is. A, great, a lot of small towns. So they, awesome. Hey, yeah. so you know, I always start the show off each week with what happened in the markets and the economy. And this this past week, this past week, you know, the markets have been sort of grinding higher on on, on low volatility. Basically, for the last several weeks, and and the other day gains last Thursday when the, when the market really shot up, it, it closed up a little bit on Friday too, but we had some good economic data come out uh, last Thursday, which shows very strong fundamentals in the economy still, particularly in 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 uh, manufacturing areas. Manufacturing uh, has has uh, hasn't been this this strong in, in quite a while. And on Thursday, what really moved the market was the jobless claims dropped to the lowest number since 1969. November 1969 shows signs of a very strong labor market, which is fantastic. At the end of the day, here, you know, the the, the markets are are have a have a very uh, good base because the economy is is very robust right now. Interest rates are are tracking up uh, on a, a very transparent way to normalizing rates, which is a good thing. As long as rates don't continue to move too high too quickly, things should be okay there. Don't they need to slow it down a little bit? It seems like it just keeps on going up. I, I think it's a good thing. You know, okay. we're we're in. If you take a look at at how the markets and the economy's positioned right now, we're in a a very low inflation environment with very slow rising interest rates, and with the backdrop of the strength of the economy, that bodes very well for for markets as well as jobs and wage increases, which is what we all want to have happen. And and so that's you know we're we're going right down the middle of the road here with all of this right now. And that, that again, that's a very very, very positive thing. The markets have been able to this point right now shrug off all of the signs, all of the conversations about, you know, the tensions on trade wars with China and things like that. And we've talked about that for weeks and weeks, but for some of our new listeners, you know, the markets are basically trading on, on corporate fundamentals. We're getting ready to have earnings come out here in in the next couple of weeks in October, November, and they're estimated to, to be very robust, much better than, than the second quarter. In addition to that, interest rates, as we mentioned, and then trade trade balance uh, issues. And, and the trade conversation, the tariffs and, and everything is going to work its way out over the coming months. So all in all, the, the markets look pretty poised. The, the economy looks 
very strong. So I see we've got to take a quick break here, but let's keep the phone lines open. Give us a ring at 855 855- Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five seven six seven three one two three. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Here is Dr. Gary Jones, CEO of Youth for Tomorrow. You know, we started a girls program in 2003. And you think you've seen it all and you've heard it all until our children walk on campus. And they will steal your heart in a moment. They'll steal your heart because they come with nothing but hope. That's all they come with. The FBI calls and says, you know, we we arrested a sex trafficker last night, but we still have the sex traffic victim. We know you're the only facility in Virginia that'll take a girl like this. Do you have room for one more? And we say yes. If you would like to help, go to youthfortomorrow.org. A place like Youth for Tomorrow is an oasis in the difficult world that we live in today for these kids. Joe Gibbs founded Youth for Tomorrow because he wanted to give back. If that's how you feel and you would like to help, go to youthfortomorrow.org. That's youthfortomorrow.org. You've seen and heard him on Fox Business, CNBC, and The Wall Street Journal. Larry Rosenthal is here right now to take your calls at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. This is The Larry Rosenthal Show. Indeed it is, and we'd love to have your calls. Larry's here to take them right now at 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Of course, we were talking a little bit about the strength of the economy, and one of the one of the interesting numbers here that's come out recently is about the banks. You know, the federal federal banks have to have so much money in reserve uh, in in order to you know keep their assets where they need to be and things like that. But as a result here recently of some uh, legislation that that's been passed, banks are now starting to lend more dollars. We're starting to see some of the reserves trickle down a little bit, which means they're not holding on to, to money. They're starting to recirculate it back into the economy, and that's one of the reasons that small company stocks have been doing so well this year, and and which has been backing up the uh, uh, you know the job growth of of everything. So very excited about that. Again, the the markets and the economy look look pretty good. Hey. I also want to talk about our, our website, LarryRosenthal.com. You can go there, click on the radio show, listen live. But more importantly there, we send, we uh, put up a couple of subjects each week that we can talk about. And one of the things we're going to talk about today is withdrawals of your portfolio. I've got a whole article out there you can download and, and uh, send it on to a friend if you want or, or just take a good look at it. When, when we examine the different ways people go about withdrawing money from their retirement accounts, there's a lot of ways that people can make mistakes. And we've got sort of an outline on our website there, again, LarryRosenthal.com, that talks about having a, a sort of a quiet pool of money, some liquid assets of dollars for two or three years saved up so that in case the markets do turn or the economy slows and things like that, 
that your income is not impeded. There's no risk or, or very minimal risk to, to receiving your income from, from a stable type of an environment like a CD or a money market fund, things of that nature. So you want to go, go check out that article right there. Also, one of the things we want to talk about today, Chris, again, we, 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 we focus on the difference between man's economy and God's economy. And I want to review, and since we're, we're starting on XM today, I just want to sort, sort of want to break down so there's some of the ways that people go about financial planning and talk about some of the things that, that we often overlook on, on a lot of these types of shows, just the basics blocking and tackling, if you will, examining the three phases of financial planning, the distribution phase, uh, the, sorry, the accumulation phase, distribution phase, and the legacy phase. And in reviewing the, the, the main drivers of, of financial planning and retirement planning, you know, whenever we have questions on things, we can always look look to Scripture. And Proverbs thirteen sixteen says, "A wise man thinks ahead; a foolish, uh, a fool doesn't, and even brags about it sometimes." That's that's pretty uh, pretty tough Scripture there. And then uh, also in the in, in the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter fourteen twenty eight through thirty goes on to say, "For which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he is he is." Uh, Excuse me. Uh, whether he has enough to finish it, lest he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it. All who see it begin to mock him, saying, "This man began built to build and was not able to finish it." You know, mm-hmm. that's talking about financial planning, talking about pretty much everything, talking about your life. But uh, here we want to talk about financial planning, retirement planning. Which, you know, when you're starting to think about this question, which is, what does your finish line really look like? You know. How long until college funding bills come due? How long until you're getting ready to retire and say, you know what, I I just can't do the full-time work anymore. I need to cut back on my hours. Is my income going to be sufficient? Are my assets aligned in a place that's going to deliver me uh, the, the correct types of income and the amounts of income that I need? So in, in, uh, taking a look at, at, at our, uh, Three phases of financial planning. I was speaking with one of our our senior advisors earlier this week, which is 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 in uh, our our Baltimore office. You know, we have offices located in a couple of different offices in Northern Virginia, D.C. area, as well as Iowa and and on into Maryland, up in, into Baltimore. And I was speaking with uh, Scott, one of our our senior advisors, uh, earlier earlier this week on the phone, and we said, well, let's just do a little little bit of it here uh, on on the radio this week, talking about accumulation. So, Chris, you want to go ahead and. Uh, there are three main phases of a good financial plan. We have the accumulation phase, the distribution, and the legacy phase. Uh, it's pretty important that uh, through all three phases that we have proper tax efficiency as well as risk management techniques applied throughout. The accumulation phase there really is a matter of identifying what's going on with the client. The way the, way the tax efficiencies can work on that is, is depending on the tax bracket they're in, uh, tax-deferred savings versus tax-free savings can, can both be utilized in that phase. So that accumulation phase is really the starting point for everybody where we're kind of setting a goal and then working towards that number. I hope that we can get the tax-free phase. I like that part. Is there, is there, there's not a phase in financial planning like that, but it certainly is a nice thing to plan for those taxes. Well, let, let's expand on that. You know, when you take a look at, at the three different phases of financial planning, the accumulation, distribution, and the legacy phase, what what we have to understand is that the IRS really views our dollars through four different tax lenses. 
So when we're accumulating our dollars, Chris, we're trying to grow our money for something down the road, college funding, a ski condo in Vermont, a new car, retirement planning, uh, and, and even just to be able to give more to, to the Lord's work. So, so whatever it is, we have to understand, again, that the IRS looks at our, our dollars in four tax lenses. And one of them is while our money's growing, we have to pay taxes on that growth each year. Another one is like a tax deductible plan, which, you know, all across, you know, the, the country, the government, TSP, 401k plans, 403b plans, IRAs, anything that you get to write off your contribution each year. So when you make those contributions, the money goes into a, a bucket, if you will, and it's tax deductible. While it's in there, it's growing tax deferred. But when you pull it out, it's taxable. So those are two of the, of the ways that the IRS looks at our dollars. The other way is through uh, non-deductible and tax-deferred growth, and then finally tax-exempt or tax-free income. And you know, getting all the way down the road, one of one of the one of the biggest concerns and 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 complaints that a lot lot of people have in retirement years, basically, is the level of taxation that they have to pay on their assets when they start pulling them out to to live off of. And so that's what we're talking about here is tax allocation strategy. So in the, in the first phase of, of accumulation, in the first phase of, of financial planning, I should say, the accumulation phase, keep your eye on the taxes. How, where you're investing your money is going to determine the level of taxation either today or in the future down the road. And a lot of people are familiar with Roth IRAs to get money over to the Roth side of the house so that when your dollars are coming back to you in retirement years, they're coming back to you in a tax-free manner. And who wouldn't want to have tax-free dollars versus taxable dollars, especially down the road in retirement years? And there's a lot of do's and don'ts and pros and cons to how you put the dollars in, into both of those. And so go, go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. You'll see some articles there, some newsletters on, on the differences between traditional IRAs as well as Roth IRAs. You know, so. you, you were talking a lot about, uh, you've done this for the years, actually, and I'm, I'm just kind of curious as the, the reason behind it. You've always talked about that ski condo in Vermont. Bob has one of those. We don't. But I know you talk about it a lot, so maybe and maybe they could actually be listening in the, in Bob's ski condo in Vermont today. Actually, they could be through XM on Sirius uh, awesome? XM one thirty one Family Talk. But yep, it is absolutely. nice to be able to consider and how you're going to plan your retirement and what assets you want to get and what you want to buy in retirement. It's going to be fun, kind of. I think hopefully for those of us who have done some planning, right? Well, it is, and and most of our clients work from a a financial plan that's been built from the ground up, so that we can address these questions and and put them on timelines. You know, when you're sitting down with somebody and and you're first asking them, you know, maybe you take somebody who's let's say 53 years old, and you say, okay, what do we want to try to accomplish? And they say, well, we want to get ready for retirement. We've got to finish up college. We we may have to take care of uh, of uh, you know help support financially and an elderly parent or two in retirement years. Uh, we want to pay down some debt, different things like that. How do you figure out what you're investing towards? You know, each one of your investments should have a goal towards them. And, and, and a lot of people are just saying, well, I'm just saving dollars, saving dollars. Well, have you saved enough? Do you know how much rate of return you have to get? What is your timeline? What is your risk tolerance? What is your liquidity needs? All that stuff goes into a financial plan and when you're working with a financial plan my point Chris is you can unpack all of this stuff and very easily disseminate it all and it's it's funny too because a lot of a lot of people will come into the office say yeah Larry you know I want to hear what you have to say you and your in your staff and stuff and and give us an analysis and and I ask the question to a lot of people have you ever had a financial plan they say well well yeah I, ha I had one done in 2011 
You know, well, that was several years ago. You know, a financial plan should be updated all the time. You should be working with your advisor and updating your financial plan all the time because goals change. People's people's ideas change of, of what their finish line really looks like. Again, you can go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and you can sort of hit the video there on the front page, and that shows you how a, a financial plan is about 90 seconds long. That shows you how a financial plan really should look and act and is structured. Our plans update every day that the markets change and they download all of your data into it so that you can really see it. It's very important to, to, to really what you're talking about, Chris, is know your finish line, know what it looks like down the road. And if you wanted to get information on how to start with that, again, you can uh, shoot us off an email. We'll be happy to send you out our financial planning toolkit. Uh, again, LarryRosenthal.com, and we'll send you out our financial planning toolkit. We've sent out tens of thousands of these over the years to people, and it really helps them address the question, hey, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where am I going to be down the road? And we'll help you build that financial plan out. Uh, it's it's a very useful tool, if, if you will. How so. much of this is actually developing new habits, too, when you're thinking about You know, if you haven't really thought about planning and putting that whole financial plan in place, it's I mean, kind of it'd be nice to get muscle memory when it comes to making sure that you're saving every month and adding to that uh, financial legacy. Yeah. It is. So in the cascade of importance here, you know, understand who owns the as- the assets, who owns them, you know, and what our role as stewardship is. So so again, tithe, additional gifts and offering, then pay yourself next. Then let Visa and MasterCard fight over what's left, okay? But it's very important, Chris, that you're paying yourself before you start in, you know, putting things into your into your uh, uh, lifestyle d- d- purchasing decision. Condo in Vermont thing, yeah. That's correct. And and people people are always looking for, you know, hey, what's the quick stock tip and and this and that and the other, and basically there there really isn't one other than. It's time in the market. Just keep acquiring shares. It's time. Just keep buying a little bit every single month. And the good news about that is a lot of our employer plans, the 401Ks, the government TSP, they're all set up in that way that you can simply just start taking dollars out of your paycheck pre-tax or on the Roth side, if you wish, each pay period and buying shares of, of the different investments. So it's important that you consistently keep accumulating shares for yourself down the road and but it's knowing, time in the market. Knowing what to buy, though, is still important to find quality, right? And you need a good financial uh, advisor that actually is watching this every day. You can't just say, hey, Joe, what's a good stock pick? Because that's not really enough research, enough understanding of what's going on there. That's correct. And and there's three legs to that stool you just talked about. It's it's you know, knowing what to buy, where to buy it, and how to buy it. You know, should I be buying it in this asset class? Should I buy healthcare or technology or international small business? What should I be buying? That's one set of the of the scenario. The second set of the scenario is no matter what I do, how is a tax man gonna come and talk to me about my dollars, right? Because the most expensive thing inside any investments are taxes. Think about it. Who else takes 20, 30, sometimes upwards of over 40% of the earnings, right? So so taxes is another leg of that stool. And then the third leg of that stool that ties everything together is how is it working in a coordinated manner in your financial plan? You know, think about one, one spouse is investing in, in his or her 401k over here. The other spouse is investing in his or her 401k over there. And you need to make sure that both of those plans are working congruently together. 
you don't want to make sure you're, you're, you're investing in the same stuff behind the scenes, but make sure it's well diversified and put all together. So those are the things you have to sort of break down, unpack, lay out so that you get a good grip and vision on where everything is located inside your, your financial plan. Because, well, you know, you can only retire once correctly, but you can retire many times wrong. I was just going to say, you know, my wife likes makeup and stuff like that. I don't have an interest in that, so I'm not going to be doing any investing in that. So the question, I guess, is if you've got different interests, how do you? I guess that is diversity by and of itself, as long as you've got quality in both stacks, right? Sure. I mean, you know, you can you can it, you can always invest in things that that you like and you know. You know that that that's called investing in your pantry. You know, think about go go look in your pantry or your garage and look at <laughs> yeah, all the things that are you there. You don't want to look in my pantry or my garage. You yeah, but those, you know, a lot of those things there are are, are just everyday America things, sure, everyday sure. things that that consumers are buying and selling, and and take a good look at it. But you really need to break it all down. And that's where, you know, understanding what's happening and, and using the financial plan as really the baseline mm-hmm. to all of this. And let's keep the phone lines open. Give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. 855-767-3123 uh, to answer any of your questions that you may have on on retirement planning, college funding, what's happening in the economy, your 401k plan. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind today. 855-767-3123. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Here's a quick tip for you. Remember, it's time in the market, not necessarily timing. Stay away from lots of buy-sell transactions. Find quality, buy it and hold it until the quality goes away or your investment objectives change. It's time in the market, not necessarily timing. If you'd like more information on proper investing, then go visit my website at LarryRosenthal.com or simply give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. That's 855-767-3123. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called SARS Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around 500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the, the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703 703- 201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's your phone number, 
855-ROSE-123. You can call right now with any of your questions of our financial and retirement expert here in studio, Larry Rosenthal. Larry? Sure, Chris. Let's welcome Evie on the line from the district. Good morning, Evie. How are you today? I'm okay. How are you? (laughs) I'm well. How can I help you? Um, I was just um, wondering, because I'm 52 years old, and um, I lost my job being hurt. So I have no money saved. I have nothing. So how do I try to at least try to figure out what to do? I do have a job now where I can do 401K, but I've never been really smart in this arena. I've always had somebody taking care of it for me. So, Evie, what I want you to do is sit down and and take a look at what your income is with the new job and your expenses. And I want you to ask your employer if they match anything in your 401K plan, okay? And let's suppose they match 3%. Then I want you to try your best to put in at least 3% because that's basically 100% interest on your money. So so put into your employer plan right now what they match. Then the next thing is to start building up dollars in the bank to make sure that you have cash reserves. And then we can sit down and take a look at at putting yourself into a a broad-based, growth-oriented mutual fund um, with with everything. But understand, again, you know – we, we need to start start at the bottom here, uh, not at the bottom, but at the beginning, and and break down your income versus your ex, your expenses with everything. Okay, so when you say build up dollars in the bank, you mean like get a savings and just put dollar um, some money in there every time I get paid? Correct, correct. In in a perfect okay. scenario, we'd be tithing. Then we would be putting yeah. money into our 401k plan up to a, what our employer matches, and then we would start building money into the bank for emergencies. You know, because what's going to happen? I don't know. Say this winter, and you need a new winter coat. We want to be able to pay cash yeah. for it. What's going to happen if you need new snow tires? We're going to want to pay cash for that. So it's important to build yeah. up some cash reserves for yourself in the bank. That's what I mean specifically. So should I put like twenty dollars? Um, because I'm really, I'm, I'm. It's just me, and and so I'm really almost stealing from one person to pay another person and so what do i just put like ten dollars five dollars what whatever it is whether it's five dollars or twenty dollars or two hundred or two thousand it doesn't matter the same principles hold which is you want to build up cash reserves into the bank for yourself for those those emergencies that come up and and and, yeah. and and it's not, you know, oh, well, let's save some money so we go out to dinner here. No, it's save some money because we're going to be aiming towards retirement down the road. You know, 20 yeah. years from now, we're going to have to really be making some very good retirement decisions. So we need to build that stuff. I'm also going to put you on hold here, and I'm going to send you out our financial planning toolkit. There's no charge for it, and we'll be able to to uh, get you started down the road of a cash flow management scenario to start building assets for yourself, and we'll help you out with your 401K uh, contributions as well to be able to put some dollars in there looking at it from a cash flow perspective. So appreciate the phone okay. call, Evie. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. We'll, we'll get this information yes, out sir. to you. Yes. Give us a ring here at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855 855- Seven six seven three one two three. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. For our new listeners on SiriusXM, biblically based financial planning show, talking about the differences between God's economy and man's economy uh, over the years. This is what what we've been describing out. You know, God's economy has the Lord Jesus at at the helm, and and it's a giving economy. You know, it's 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 uh, other. You know, the Lord first, others, and and then and then you, right? Man's economy, 
little different view on it. But the problem is, is we have to take our assets that are that we have and put them into man's tools, 401ks, financial planning strategies, things of that nature. We're breaking down the three phases of financial planning today. We've talked a little bit about the first phase, accumulation. I want to talk a little bit now about the distribution phase as well. So, uh, again, I was speaking with one of our senior advisors over here in the, in the Baltimore office, Scott Slakem. Uh, earlier this week. So, Chris, let's uh, put that on here real quick. When and then someone I'll, I'll sits mix. down, we really want to figure out exactly what it is that pays the bills and then what it is that really uh, kind of makes them happy on the weekend. So uh, there's a couple different strategies that need to be implemented there. Uh, regardless of how old they are, there's going to be a time frame when they have to take money, which is the 70-and-a-half age group. But then even earlier, we you can use various uh, different tools available to generate that income. Some of them can be guaranteed, and some of them can just be pulled out as they're needed. So that's a pretty important phase, and uh, really everybody, again, has to hit that phase of the financial plan as well. And and, and the second stage of what Scott's talking about here, Chris, is the distribution stage, and that, that's the most expensive stage. That's when dollars actually come back to you, and, and you have to pay attention to, to what's being taxed as far as all the, how the money went in before retirement planning and then the dollars coming back out. And we need to make sure that our assets are set up in such a way that the money's coming from a reliable stream. You're getting a reliable stream of income from dependable sources in the most tax-efficient manner. And let's welcome Michael on from Queens. Good morning, Michael. How are you this morning? I'm fine. How are you, Larry? I'm doing well. How can I help you, sir? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working for a municipality in New York, and uh, – uh, upon my retirement, my union gives me what is called a annuity check, and it's roughly between seventy and seventy-five thousand. So my question is, I've already not really a four-one or four-five-seven is our, is our deferred comp. So I'm wondering, you know, I have that part as my retirement, and this annuity check now. I'm wondering, do I stick it in a mutual fund, or do I put it back in another four-one? Or do I go raw? Because I'm only I'm going to be 51 when I retire, pretty much. That's, that's excellent, Michael. And and you broke up there for a second. Were you telling me that you don't need the pensionable income when you receive it? No, because no, I, no. I actually have a pension along with my four five seven. Correct. And so and my annuity you, is yeah. The, the annuity is a check they give you from the union. Understood. You were breaking up when you asked the question. Can you repeat the question with all that fact, please? I'm sorry. I was wondering where would I stick that seventy-five thousand. I don't need to spend it. I just need to put it someplace where it could work for me a little bit. So you want to put it into, you know, you're not able to put it into a Roth IRA unless you have earned income, and you're only you're you're restricted to the limits of being over fifty, a sixty-five hundred dollars. So a portion of it can go in there if you have earned income. But if you're not working and you're just receiving the pensionable income. And you can't make a contribution to a Roth. You can if you wanted to convert old dollars. But basically, any new money that you're receiving, which is this pension check, you want to take a look at what your current investments are doing and looking at the different products you talked about, mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, things like that. It's more important to, to find out what your goals and objectives are on these dollars and then put the money into the correct asset class if you want to have a growth mutual fund that's designed to, to grow principal or if you want to have one that's designed to get income. You stated you want this stuff to grow down the road, so I'd look at a good, well-balanced growth fund 
that's going to buy some technology, some health care, maybe a little bit of small company stocks, things of that nature, or some ETFs that, that work into the whole scenario. But, Michael, on, on a bigger pay, on a bigger picture, what I'd like you to do is, is take a look at where all of your existing investments are and see where this new money can be implemented to work in a coordinated effort to move everything forward down the road. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. So I was thinking about doing going through Vanguard at one point. I have a number in my 457 to this day. So I've, I've got good growth over the years. Yep, absolutely. You know, That's a good, good, fun family. There's, there's no issues with that at all. Uh, just make sure it, it 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 boils down to the different fund and the fund's objective as to where you're putting the money. So you want to figure out what is the best place in today's market and economy to place those dollars. That's where that's where you need to get some some counsel on with with all of that because they have they have all the different asset classes and most of these mutual fund companies cover all the different most of them cover all the different asset classes just about so you want to make sure where you're driving the dollars because if if you're putting the money in a place that's not doing so well today versus a place that is doing better that's where you want to go. Okay, I have one more question. Yes, sir. So, upon retirement. My four five seven, I have to take that from that account because I'm leaving the city. So I'm leaving that city agency. It's an agency employee type deal. So no, now that I'm not working, I need to take the money that I've saved, which is like uh maybe two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, and I need to put that somewhere too. Yeah, you so can. You, you you have four choices on that on what to do. You can leave it where it is. You can pull it out and spend it. You can roll it to a new employer if you wanted to, or you can simply roll it to your own IRA. By putting it in your own IRA, it's going to give you different investment choices to make it all balanced. It, it sounds like to me that we need to develop you uh, some sort of a financial plan to really take a look at. I'll, I'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, too. It'll help you analyze all of this stuff and then take a look at the different markets and what your goals are because you want to uh, you want to you want to attach the investment towards your goals. That's the big picture here. It's not necessarily what fund company you're using or what mutual fund or ETF or stock. It's making sure that that investment is, is aligning towards your goals. Is that, is that clear enough? Yes. Yeah, so if you want, Michael, I'll put you on hold, and we'll send you out our toolkit. Does that sound okay? That sounds perfect. Thank you. All right, let me put you on hold just one second. Appreciate the phone call. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring here at 855-767-3123. Let's pick up Jerry in Mississippi. Good morning, Jerry. How are you today? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. How can I help you? I am. I'm 77. I think you need to know that first. Um, I, I have a, a, enough income to sustain me through the year. Um, and I invested um, almost 10 years ago in, um, with State Farm, um, a single premium deferred annuity that has increased in value from 50000 to about 73 years, somewhere around there. So it expires, or whatever you call it, um, at toward the end of this year. And number one, would I be making a mistake? Um, to uh, pay off a car that I purchased. It's, it's a car that's going to last me the rest of my driving life. Um, and it was had safety features I wanted. Um, I know I didn't 
do it right in the sense I bought it from a private party. So, I, and it was to be temporary. I did do a, um, I did do a HELOC, and I, I know, I know that was crazy, but I knew it would be temporary. It just fit in my situation. Would it be wrong to pay that off in cash? If if it is, what do I do with the seventy-three or four thousand dollars? So, Jerry, if you if you pay off this car loan in cash, is it is it going to help your monthly budget? Obviously, it will, right? Because then you're not going to have to make this car loan, correct? That's on one side of the ledger. The other side of the right. piece of paper then is, are you end up are you going to end up not having enough cash investment or money in the bank to continue to live? So, how low will it take your assets if you pay this car off? Is my question to you. Okay. Well, um, I, I have. Um, I'm invested in the stock market, um, and then my other main asset, of course, is um, well the house I live in, which you don't want to spend that. Um, and no, we, we no, we don't want to spend that. And and what we want right. to do is, we, yeah, we want to make sure that we don't become car rich. And cash poor. Yes. In other words, that we don't right. pay this car off, but now you don't have money to to go out to the movies and 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 to do different things like that. So as long as you have adequate cash reserves left over, then I'm okay with paying off the debt. Now, if you wanted to approach it from just looking at the calculator standpoint, the calculator is going to tell you keep paying the debt over a long period of time and keep your assets. Um, on the other hand, I like to be, you know, tell people let's let's try to get debt free. I think uh, not owing anybody anything is is a lot of a lot of good advice. It's biblical, and at the same time, it, it frees up, you know, your your worry about it all. So, the 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 bottom line here is to is to address the question: Will you have enough money left over after you pay the car off? Yes, yes, I will. And so then the question becomes: What do I do with the fifty thousand? That will be available to me. What's my at, at this stage of my life? The best kind of investment. So, at this stage of your life, in other words, you're saying, "Hey, I don't think I have a lot of time left in case we put the money into some crazy stocks and things like that." But you never right. know, right? Because seventy-seven could be the new fifty-seven, right? Well, These days. Well, so, knows. yeah. So, so here's here's the scenario. There, if if you if you stop and think about the safety and security of money in a bank account, the the pro that we have today with money in the bank account is the guarantee of principal. We we can't lose it. It can't go down if the market goes down or the economy slows. The downside is because interest rates are so low, we're not going to be getting an adequate enough rate of return. So so think about this, you know, sort of in, in in stages. That's stage one, then moving to stage two. Is there a place that I could put some of this money so I get a little bit better interest rate, maybe three or four or five percent, but my principal will just move ever so slightly? And then stage three, can I get a little bit higher rate of return and my principal may move more and more in stage four all the way out, that, that type of thing. So the answer to your question is we need to invest this money in such a way that we keep an eye on low risk but the deliverance of income to you in case you need some income for spending dollars. And that's how we have to sort of break that down. Does, it, does that seem seem in in the vein yes. of, of thought that you want to do? And there's right. There's, but let me ask you this: I have no Roth. Um, 
is, is my age category appropriate for a Roth? Well, you, 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 yeah, you can't contribute money into a Roth, but at your age, you can convert traditional IRA over to a Roth IRA. Oh, okay. So you can do that if you have. Do you have a traditional IRA? I'm ashamed to admit that I'm not really sure. So, Jerry, here's here's what I here's what I can offer for you. If you want, I would be happy to put you on hold, and we will we will send you out our our financial planning toolkit, and we'll have an advisor reach out to you and sort of get help you step through this so that you can get an inventory of everything. Because one of the the advantages of of moving money to a Roth IRA in a conversion today is to enable heirs to receive tax free dollars for from you know as an inheritance down the road but at the same time it creates a tax problem for for you today so i want to make sure that you don't make a mistake with any of these moves so i'll be happy to do that for you is that okay familiar with what you're talking about but i can, can i not convert some of the money from this uh, single premium deferred annuity you may be able into a Roth only if it's an IRA. If not, then you can't put it into an IRA. Okay. I mean, in, okay. you can't put it into I, a Roth, excuse me. It has to come from an IRA. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome. I appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a call at 855-767-3123. Let's welcome uh, Richard on the line in Virginia. Good morning, Richard. How are you? I'm doing fine, uh, Larry. Thank you. Yep. How can I help you, sir? I uh, wanted to get your, uh, your feeling about uh, annuities fixed index. Okay. Or, uh, just uh, just my broad feeling about an, about fixed indexed annuities. Right. Right. Sure. So 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 the primary investment objective of an annuity is income, income that you can never outlive. And there's three types of annuities. There's a variable annuity that have sub-accounts that act like mutual funds inside of them, and you can have your risk spectrum anywhere from conservative to very aggressive. Then there's equity-indexed annuities, which is what your question is. And then there's fixed annuities. So let's talk about a fixed annuity first, which is basically the crediting mechanism in a fixed annuity is going to be that of a, of, of a bond rate of return from a mutual fund company. So we have on one side, we have variable annuities, which invest basically like the stock market. And then we have fixed annuities, which basically invest like CDs or bonds. And then we have an indexed annuity, which is right in the middle. It's, it, it, it gives you a crediting rate of return based off of the index like the S&P 500 or the tech NASDAQ. So the design of the annuity is to view somewhat of the rate of return. So for example, they have different ways to to credit you the rate of return. If 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 the index, let's suppose the market does say 10% return, you might get 7% credited to you. On the other hand, if the if the market goes negative, you won't lose any money. So they're going to cut off the tops and cut off the bottoms. Long term, though, an equity indexed annuity is probably going to give you four, five, maybe six percent rate of return down the road. So it's a stable type of an investment for someone who doesn't want a lot of risk, but also for someone who understands, hey, I'm putting this tranche of money into an investment that's the primary objective is designed is to give me a stream of income down the road. 
not to be taking lump sums in and out of it back and forth, but but mainly a stream of income down the road. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, so so it's, a, it's correct that uh, it's not really possible to lose money in that type of Is that right? In, well, well, there's there's hundreds of different ones out there, but yes, the premise is correct. And and depending on which company you're looking at and which product they're offering, I would say say that's correct. But you need to read the brochure and the, and 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 the, the the sales kit on it all. Now, the you can lose money in an indexed annuity, and this is the way you can do it because they come with what's called surrender charges. If you put money into the indexed annuity. And, and in the first several years, you're only allowed to pull out maybe 10 or 15% of the money each year. If you pull out more than that, then they would hit you with a penalty and you would lose some money from that standpoint. So, again, you want to make sure that you're, you're taking the right amount of your dollars and putting into the right contract. And I would compare three or four different annuities from different companies if you're looking at the annuity world. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, I recently uh, attended a, a seminar on these, and the uh, presenter was very favorable and pretty much pushing that type of annuity. And I don't don't know a lot about it, but uh, well, just yeah, just just remember this, okay? That 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 in and and here you're going to get a completely unbiased view. So how's that sound, okay? So <laughs> so there are financial advisor friends of mine that put the majority of their clients' assets into annuities, and I have financial advisor friends of mine all across the country that will never put their client money into an annuity. And and I'm one that, that believes in both. The primary objective of an annuity is to deliver income, okay, and to take away market risk. But you cannot you, – you, you have to also understand that there are different products with different companies. So make sure whoever you're working with that you're shopping multiple companies around that you're, he's not, they're not just saying, oh, this is the one for everybody. Make sure you're shopping around because they all have different benefits and features uh, attached to them, Richard. And it's important to understand the different – think about going through a cafeteria line and you're in the dessert section. And you can have cherry pie or you can have blueberry pie or ice cream, right? They're all desserts, but they're all going to do different things and taste differently. And that's my point is the different annuities have different little su- sub, subtle benefits. Uh, benefits and, and features uh, attached to each one of them. So make sure that you shop these around, okay? Yeah, yeah. If, I guess I'm in that cafeteria line now where we're real close to retirement. Exactly. So I actually I actually have uh, some 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 uh, uh, papers in my office, some some uh, reports, I guess you can call it, that, that explain the differences in the different types of annuities. If you want to, I'll put you on hold, and, and we'll send this out to you uh, sometime next week. We'll shoot you an email with it all. Is that okay? Oh, that would be fantastic. Thank you very much, Larry. Really yep. appreciate it. Absolutely. Let me place you on hold, Richard. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show here, WAVA in Washington, D.C., and this is our our launch nationally today on Sirius XM, Channel 131, Family Talk Live. If you have questions on things during the week, you can simply call our 800 number. We take lots of calls all week long and send out lots of information to people at 855-ROSE-123 or 855-767-3123 or simply uh, go visit my website site at LarryRosenthal.com. Let's shoot on over to Baltimore and welcome Jackie on the line. Good morning, Jackie. How are you today? Whoop. Jackie, you still there? Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you today? I'm fine. And you? I'm doing well. How can I help you? So I have a daughter who is just starting college. 
and as you can imagine, she has intermittent employment, and I'm wondering what is the best advice I can give her right now as far as building towards retirement? To just start putting the money into a growth-oriented mutual fund. Okay. I, I understand exactly where you are with kids in college, and that's, that's what they need to do is just start putting money into a growth-oriented mutual fund. Have the mutual fund sign up with her checking account to take $25 a month or $50 a month out. So she starts getting those, those behavioral patterns of saving dollars, and she starts reading the statements and seeing what's happening with the shares that she's purchasing and, and, and everything like that. That's the way that I would go about doing it, Jackie, okay? All right, great. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You're, you're quite welcome. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Let's welcome Cindy on the line from Davidsonville. Good morning. How are you, Cindy? Cindy, you still there? She was on for quite a while there. She might have. Oh, she may say, away. I'm not waiting for you anymore, Larry. <laughs> That's okay. I, I apologize for that. I'll, I'll put her back on hold. Maybe she'll pick up here, and, and uh, we'll stay in studio for a few minutes afterwards to answer any questions. So, um, you know, of course, we were trying to break down the three phases of financial planning today, and I know we just have a few moments left on the show. And so just to go recap, you know, f- since this is our first uh, uh, broadcast, and we're going to be doing many, many more nationwide here. And what do you what do you say? It's uh, coast to coast, coast and sea to shining sea. It feels good to say that. Anyway. Well, wait a minute. Coast to coast is sea to shining sea. We've yeah, got to do border yeah. to border, right? Border to border, sure. Because Canada actually has a listening audience on XM as well. Which is This nice. is correct. This is correct. So, you know, next week we'll be on again next Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on WAVA, as well as Sirius XM 131 Family Talk Live. If you have any questions during the week, feel free to go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Shoot us off an email. We send out lots of educational information each and every week to people. We have clients all over the nation, We have, we, and, and people are always asking for, for different uh, pieces of information. We're more than happy to send that out, or simply give us a call at 855-767-3123 or, or 855-ROSE-123. I just want to close real quick here. I know we just have a, a minute left in, in, in or so. In the show, two two minutes left in the show, uh, we were breaking down the three phases of financial planning today. We talked about accumulation. We talked about distribution. I want to just take a moment here and talk about legacy planning, which is the third phase of financial planning, and that's when we're done. We're passing our assets on to where? Where are they going? They're going to our heirs, charities, and the IRS, and. What we want to try to do is make sure that things are set up in such a way that we have minimal exposure to the IRS, maximum exposure to charities and to our heirs, right? And one of the basic ways to do this is to take a look at your beneficiary form and understand the differences between per capita and per stirpes on your beneficiary form because there's if you have kids and they're going to have kids or you have grandkids, you may want to consider making sure that your beneficiary form is filled out under per stirpes versus per capita. This is how people accidentally disinherit heirs and not even understanding it. But the beneficiary form overrides your will. It overrides a trust. It's the highest form in the land for the Supreme Court and understand what is on your beneficiary form. If your beneficiary form is filled out incorrectly, incorrectly, 
then your heirs could have an adverse tax treatment to some of your assets. So please make sure that your beneficiary forms filled out correctly. And if you want information on how all that works, go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Click on the glossary of index topics. There's lots of information out there. So for Bob in the back and Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.